You are listening to The Dark Corner with DJ Evil Dave and Starfleet Lieutenant Commander Brandy Jekyll. Hello. Hello. Welcome to The Dark Corner Podcast. Welcome. You just heard Brandy right there. Welcome. I am Dave. I am Brandy. Yeah, she's not feeling too good. I'm not feeling too good. She's super tired too. I am very tired, and I slept a full night, and I'm still very tired, which makes me doubly sure that I have come down with the bug. I don't think it's COVID. I can still taste things and stuff, and COVID made me feel a lot different. Like, Mm -hmm. I had the brain fog and shit. This, I'm just cold and tired. (laughs) Yeah, and it's stormy outside, so you might hear some weird random noises. You might hear me sniffling. Brushes, or like the... The bushes brush up against the window. Yep. I've got a cat sleeping next to me. Mm-hmm. He's so cuddly. Oh, you woke him up. There he is right there. He's trying to bite me. Yep. And, uh, yeah. It's a spooky day. It is a spooky day. It's a spooky season. I'm trying to squeeze in four episodes this month because it's October. And I like to do 25 a year. Yep. Plus the bonus episode a month. So, and oh. really, there's 37. Mm-hmm. I am already yawning. That is not a good sign. Not a good sign? I That's, could always do this on my own, but you no. wanted to be on here for this. I like so it might do, be an abbreviated one. I like to do the tarot ones, especially, yeah. you know that. Yep, we don't have much to discuss at the front of it. But while we're talking about tarot, do you want to talk about the tarot and you? Yeah, the tarot and me. Um, many moons ago, I may or may not have said this before on the podcast, I don't know. I got into reading tarot cards. Good God, that was when we were just married. Mm-hmm. It was like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, between 97 and 2000. Yeah, it's around where we were dating and then just got married. Yeah, and I I actually was very good at reading, but it took a toll on me. Mm-hmm. Emotionally and mentally, which translated to physical toll. Oh, yeah, it was taxing. And so I stopped doing it. And I had collected a few decks of cards, um, more than I thought. When yeah, I you forgot a bunch. Pulling them out, but uh, and some of those decks don't resonate with me anymore, and that's fine. Mm. But recently, you can always gift them. Yeah, recently I like within the last couple of months or so, I've gotten back into uh, collecting tarot cards and using tarot cards more regularly. I don't read for myself well. It's hard on me i try to interpret too many things or i don't understand what it's trying to say what i'm trying to say to myself because that's basically what it is is it's a focus for you figuring out what the fuck's going on in your own head Mm -hmm. it's a key to unlock your mind which uh, my our, our good friend yours and mine christopher littlefield sent me a tarot deck that he really likes mm-hmm. called Shadowscapes, and it's beautiful. It's all watercolor paintings and a lot of feminine energy to it. Nice. And uh, it's a beautiful deck. And so I'm like, I, I really like tarot cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when I started digging out all my old cards, and um, I'm still, I'm not sure where my big box is, the one that I used to use for readings that has my Osho's in and Aquarian tarot in there. Right. And because they are, they are the two that I used the most when I was doing reading cards and I would just, you know, like to have them, but I've gone whole hog now. I've got so many more tarot decks. 
Yeah, with Etsy selling them. Yeah, it's Etsy. It's really easy to fall down a rabbit hole. Etsy shops. Well, Amazon is not helpful in that area either because they have a lot of different things. Like, they have a Fallout tarot, mm-hmm. which made me so damned happy. And it actually was, I pre-ordered it and it came out on our wedding anniversary. <laughs> nice. Nice little gift to yourself. Yeah. So no, I didn't think of that, wedding anniversary gifts yeah. for each other. Well, we went to the movies. Anyway, yeah. and had a good lunch. And, well, it was, it was, that whole thing is a, a different story altogether. But, yep. um, yeah. Because there was one of the tarot card shops that I follow on Etsy. They're like, oh, we're having a big sale. And they weren't kidding. Like, all the tarot decks that I was looking at were like $11. So that's a good deal. All of a sudden, there's four more tarot decks in my card. Yeah, that's a really good deal. <laughs> it is a really good deal because they're all full decks. You know, they're all the 78 cards, Major mm-hmm. and Minor Arcana. A, a website you've been using for these cards, which I didn't know oh, you yeah. were using the specific, specific, Pacific, this, this Pacific card, the Pacific, this the Atlantic, pac- this Pacific, the Indian thing. I, uh, you guys, the Arctic words sometimes difficult, um, which is biddytarot.com. And uh, Bridget Esselmont is the creator of said website. And a, an avid card reader, etc. But she has really good insight and she's very positive. Right. And that's one thing that I very much enjoy about her. But I started using her guide to tarot card meanings, which you can download for free on her website. Yep. Um, but she has a more extensive book, which I also have, that... Uh, that you can get, you can even get it on Amazon in print form or do it as a PDF or whatever that goes into more detail about all the cards. And anyway, she designed her own deck and, uh, and finally that was out and I, I got that deck, this little mini deck and I showed you the box. It's so cute. It's got the little cards. It's got mm-hmm. the little guide. <laughs> just It's all in this nice little magnetically closing box that just keeps it all together. I, I didn't know that's the website you were using. And so when yep. I'm telling you about the site, you're like, yeah, I use that. Yeah, it's called Biddy, B-I-D-D-Y, yes. tarot. And She's Australian. Yeah, it focuses on the imagery of the card and how that's where you derive meaning. Mm-hmm. And how your own interpretations matter. Mm-hmm. How you look at the card and what image speaks to you is... Mm-hmm. An indication of how you can read it. And her her card designs are very minimalist, which I mm-hmm. like. They're very yeah. clean, very minimalist, and not a lot of not a lot of clutter. Like you can just cut right through all the noise. Yeah. There there's a term for that kind of art that it's like what happens with company logos is like often they'll start very complex. And as the years go by, they simplify it and simplify it and simplify it. And if you get that, like watching a movie with TriStar Pictures, you know, the opening thing's all color and hyper real. And then at the end, in the credits, it's just a simple black and white image. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like a white logo on a black background of this horse with wings Mm -hmm. and says TriStar Pictures. It's like she's more towards that back end there where it's just like a two color maybe you know system yeah well it's purple white and gold yeah so three color mm-hmm. yep and uh it's it's a really cool deck i like it a lot um and 
There was another one that I got that I really liked that was a reinterpretation of the Rider Waite symbolism, Mm -hmm. which was the Golden Art Nouveau tarot that I waited a month for because it came from Italy. I'm not big into gold, but because of the Art Nouveau style, it works so perfectly with this deck. And I love this deck. I picked up the Pope tarot which so are great. I love that deck too. all images from potent novels and movie posters and comic books and that sort of thing it's magnificent There's, i think the judgment one has pam greer on it <laughs> yeah. or is it just no it's justice that has pam greer on it mm-hmm. and just the old horror comics and sci-fi and just it's a great probably deck. advertisements of the time yeah yeah pinups it was just a, it's a really great deck. Yeah, kind of that era of exploitation and pulp entertainment. And so now, you know, I need places to have all of these cards. And so I've been making my own tarot boxes. Because <laughs> it's, okay, so there are, you know, simple wooden boxes that they sell on the Michaels website. And, you know, I've shown you the finished product of one of these that I do. That costs like $6 in the store, but if you buy a set of eight, it's $35, which is ridiculously inexpensive. I got eight of those, and then um, I've gotten scrapbook paper and paint, and I'm decorating my own boxes. I have one fully finished. Right. And these books, they're they're not little, you know? I can fit like three tarot decks in there Mm -hmm. if they're regular size. Yeah. Tetris them in. It's like a textbook size box. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. And I just uh, have a really good time with that. And, and I'm doing a tarot card of the day every day. Yep. And Which I, is a nice little, like, daily meditation kind of yeah. yesterday, card pool. Yesterday was Six of Swords, which was interesting because it was the Shadowscapes tarot again. No, it wasn't. It was the Star Tarot. Excuse me. And it was basically saying, let go of these situations that have broken you. Mm. Let This is the time to move on from that now. Yes. This is the time to make a clean break. Yeah, I think the key word for that one's departure, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I've been pulling a lot of swords lately. Either I'm pulling swords cards, or I'm pulling all of these cards about creativity, which are <laughs> frustrating more than mm-hmm. they're inspiring. Mm-hmm. And that's because I don't know what the fuck my creative thing is. Right. And still looking for that almost 50 years. You've got like the creative itch, but not Not a direction, not a a canvas to paint it on. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, but I'm enjoying having tarot cards be part of my life on a daily basis again. It's Mm -hmm. been very fulfilling and insightful. Now, I'm not, again, saying in any way that the tarot cards have any power over me. (laughs) It's the other way around. It is simply a means of interpreting myself, my world, my mind, my heart, etc. It's a way to focus all your jumbled thoughts onto one thing. So when you pull a card or do a reading... It puts into perspective things that were already going on in your mind. Mm-hmm. So, though it is still difficult to read yourself or people you know closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, like, good to take kind of a, I guess there's a cat fight outside again, mm-hmm. A, an objective look at the reading. Yep. 
and what the cards represent and instead of trying to shoehorn it into things you already know yeah i don't try to ever shoehorn things like there was one day that i pulled the tower card uh-huh and i thought i knew what that might be referring to and it turns out it was referring to something else completely uh, right and and that and it was fine and the thing that i thought it was referring to turned out to be a non-issue <laughs> Yeah, wasn't that around the family meeting kind of thing? Yeah, that was the family meeting. And the family meeting was like, yeah, we are already saw this coming. So it, yeah, the tower is about catastrophe as you don't see it coming. Yeah. Or if and if you do see it coming, you can kind of avoid it, and the tower, you know, its effect is diminished. Yeah. The thing is, it it strikes you before you're ready, and you know, just sudden change and sudden reversal of perspective. Yeah, and what ha- what actually happened was my assistant almost had a stroke. Right. And at work, plus I got carbon monoxide poisoning. Yep. So <laughs> two things you were not expecting at all. No. Yeah, the the furnace at her work has a leak and was leaking carbon monoxide into the office. Mm-hmm. That's been replaced. Yep. So it got replaced on Friday yeah. thanks to the facility manager because we are just leasing, not mm-hmm. we don't own that area and uh but yeah my boss was still trying to go like it's it's not really carbon monoxide though is it and i'm like dude it is and he i said i'm you know can i get a carbon monoxide alarm and then we can prove one way or the other Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah that's a good idea and so i i ordered one and it came on monday i think or is it Tuesday? It might have come on Tuesday. Because every time we turned, he turned the furnace on, my eyes started burning, or mm-hmm. my throat started burning, or my nasal passages started burning. And then I would be, and I would complain, and then he would turn it off. Right. And we had we have space heaters, so that's okay. But um, on it came on Tuesday. He put it up on Wednesday, and that was um probably 7.30 in the morning. I got there at 8 and that thing was going off. Yep. It took half an hour of the furnace being on for it to build up to... To alarm levels. Threatening CO2 or CO... Threatening carbon dioxide. Yeah, CO2. Carbon monoxide. Monoxide with CO. Yeah, it would be CO. I know the words. Carbon monoxide. Monoxide CO. Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. And... uh, Chief operator and the, <laughs> and the funny thing is is that i was like shit so i look at the alarm chief officer the thing that um was lighting up it was like beeping four times every five seconds uh-huh um it and it was flashing a red light and it said get to fresh air yeah <laughs> like right and so i turn around and I'm, I'm grabbing my phone and as i'm walking out i'm texting my boss and then he's coming in the office mm-hmm. at the same time with all the guys and he's like oh is that thing going off i'm like you're damn right <laughs> and he's, yeah and it's because i had i had maintained since friday that it was carbon monoxide and i was right of course and you were right carbon monoxide is terrifying and it will kill you, and if it doesn't kill you, it can give you permanent brain damage mm-hmm. and permanent health problems. So you don't want to fuck around with that shit. Oh, no. No way. 
So that's that's my story. That's my story of how the, my tarot cards said, "Hey, stupid, your life's about to get upended <laughs> for a bit." Okay. Yeah, so, and out of nowhere, unexpected, just yeah. turn on the furnace, and you're like, "Okay, I feel weird. I feel off. I feel sick." I I was I was so I was starting to feel disoriented. I was very dizzy, and just like my heart was beating too fast. Mm-hmm. And I basically left work after I had sent my assistant off with in an ambulance mm-hmm. after calling 911 um i started feeling like really dizzy right before she left and i thought i need to get out of here that was it wasn't even an assumption of what was going on it was just i need to get out of here right. this is a problem survival instinct kind and of sort so of thing i went out and sat in my car and i started to feel slightly better but i was still so dizzy mm-hmm. and just it wasn't nausea so much. I don't know how to explain it, but just when you just don't feel good, but you yep. can't describe anything particularly wrong. <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, I just texted my boss, and I'm like, I can't, I can't go back in there. I think we have a carbon monoxide problem. Because I was looking up my symptoms, and all of them pointed to carbon monoxide. Mm-hmm. So I I held I ran inside and held my breath before running inside and grabbed my stuff like my purse and my hoodie and whatever and and just basically left. I'm like I can't do this. Yeah. Of course now all those actions were justified. Yeah. But at the time I don't think he was exactly pleased. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. It was a quiet day anyway. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it's getting to be that time of year again. Yeah. Okay, enough of my rambling. My enough apologies. of your rambling. Okay, you want to get into some reviews? Uh, yeah, let's do that. We went to movies. We did go to movies. Should we talk about bros first? I know you talked about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, share your thoughts on bros. Well, bros is something I didn't know existed until we heard, um, we heard Billy on, um, my favorite murder, which brought me great joy. And we both adore Billy Eichner to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, from the moment we first became aware of his existence. Oh, yeah, his freakouts are so fun. And there's some people that do not care for his shtick, you know, his style. But I'm all for it. I love it. I love him. He's And he's, just as a person in general, he's really yep. cool. And so that was how we found out about the movie Bros, which has, as his co-star, a Hallmark hottie. (laughs) (laughs) And that made me happy because I've seen him before in another um, gay romance film that was on Netflix last year. I think it's still on there. It was for Christmas. It was called Single All the Way. I believe I may have talked about it on the podcast at some point. And I really enjoyed that. Luke McFarlane is, is his name. And uh, Juilliard trained, but he has been on many a Hallmark uh, romance movie, <laughs> playing a straight guy. Good for mm-hmm. him. Get that Hallmark money, baby. Get that Hallmark money. You get it. I decided immediately we were going to see this movie, and we did see it, and I fucking loved it. I laughed, and I cried. And that is the best thing you can make me do. If you can make me have those two emotions in the same film, you are winning. It was just an interesting story. And the funny thing is, is that our friend Christopher that I previously mentioned, he is gay. 
And so I knew a lot about that scene oh, yeah, the already. Gay because, dating yes, lifestyle. Just yeah. And I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, this is actually exactly how it is. It's like you hook up and then you get to know one another. It's like the opposite of what most straight dating's about. Well see, and that's the thing though, hooking up doesn't usually result in a good relationship. Yeah. And in this case, that isn't what happened. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't meet as a hookup. They actually nope. met in person at a club. Yep. And, you know, did not hook up. It was, uh, it was a very interesting story, and I enjoyed it. I think it's going to have a better life on streaming than it did yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Not many people went to go see it in the theater. Well, I wanted to because mm-hmm. I wanted to support it. Support it. Yeah. Yeah, so way, go- way to go, Billy. Way mm-hmm. to go for making one of the best romance movies I have ever seen. Yeah, and I've heard from others that have watched it that they didn't care how he's angry all the time. And it's like, that's his character. And that, and that makes sense to me. He's this historian of gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender issues. And the erasure of queer history. Mm-hmm. And, and that's his point of view. Of course he's going to be angry. Yeah. And it kind of shows how he can overlook just that tendency towards anger to fall in love people who are just like i don't like that he's angry well then you haven't experienced <laughs> oppression <laughs> yep if you had experienced oppression at mm-hmm. any time in your life you would shut the fuck up yep because you would know what it's like to feel that angry mm-hmm. Sheesh, people <sighs> anyway i thought it was i didn't know billy could sing like yeah, that. that was jesus nice, christ that was amazing nice surprise oh well, Luke can also sing. He didn't mm-hmm. get that chance. Yeah. <laughs> but he can sing. He can, he plays cello and guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just Accomplished. Like, well, Juilliard. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you don't go to Juilliard and become that. You go to Juilliard because you are that and yeah. you're improving yeah. upon that. So, yeah. Great romance movie. Great movie in general. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. It made me feel so good. You know, we left the movie theater on top of the world. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It hit all the markers of a rom-com at the same time that it kind of subverted it. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're watching a rom-com while also kind of poking fun at the format in a in an interesting way. Yeah, it it did not it did represent tropes, but it also broke those tropes mm-hmm. or switched those tropes yep. around. So I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. So yay for bros. Yep. And then we saw another movie. We did. We saw The Woman King. Oh my God. It, that's cinema. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going back to like Gandhi or Lawrence of Arabia, that kind of film, just big, you know, meant for the big screen kind of mm-hmm. film. I loved it. I did too. I loved it. And okay, so that day that we went, it was our wedding anniversary. But it was also Office Girls Day off mm-hmm. because uh, my boss, every summer, there's some industry golf tournament and he takes the guys who want to go with and takes them golfing, takes the, the techs who want to go. And the ones that don't want to go, they get a, a, a different paid day off as compensation for not going with them. So everybody gets a day off, gets to have fun. 
uh, paid, you know. Mm-hmm. What do the office ladies get? Jack shit. Yep, exactly. And it's been this way for 10 years. Yeah. And finally, Chris and I just decided, no. So we were like, so what do we get? And Lake's like, well, what do you want? We said, we want equal rights here. We want to have a day off. He's like, well, you can't, you can't both have a day off on the same day. And I'm like, why not? Why not? You can close the office. You're the boss. Yeah. I was like, uh, you can close the office for one day. Mm-hmm. Not in the middle of spring, yeah. but, you know, and so we pressed the matter and we won our day, our paid day off nice. and paid lunch, paid, you know, go to a movie, you know, and paid snacks at the movie, of course. So we, we waited a little while and I finally felt comfortable saying, hey, let's do this. And that was the beginning of October, no, late September. And then we decided... Hey, let's do, and I said, we can't do it on a Monday or Friday because those are busier days, more important days. And so we decided on Tuesday, I'm like, oh, can we do it on Tuesday the 11th? Because that's my wedding anniversary and then (laughs) Dave can come. And and she's like, I love that. And so we did that. And that's why. um, So I was one of the ladies on uh, Ladies Night Out. Uh, ladies day out or or, or chris out. was one of the you know guys now anyway yeah. it doesn't work that way <laughs> but she cried through that whole movie now the thing is chris is not a crier she is not a crier i can count on one finger the times i have seen her cry well after this twice and she's just crying through the whole thing and it was interesting, I was reading, you know, I, I should never read reviews, but I just decided, just for shits and giggles, because, you know, there's so many black people, and the white people who are in it are not painted in a good light, nor should they yeah, be. Exactly. And so I'm looking at the the reviews, and I'm like, that's a white person? That's a white person? Mm-hmm. That's a white person? Because the criticisms that they had, I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me right yeah. now? Yeah. You're going to criticize John Boyega's accent. Do you even know what the accent should be? Yeah. Do you know? Were you there? <laughs> Did you grow up there? Yeah. Then shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I unabashedly love it. I'm so glad I saw it. Viola Davis is a genius. Oh, she's so good. And I've never seen her like this. It's amazing. She's amazing. It's incredible. Uh, absolutely everyone in it was top notch. I have no complaints uh, about any of it. And it was, it was just, it was really great. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Your feelings? Uh, like I said, it's, it's cinema. I mean, it's, it's a big epic. It's you know, based on these true events and just the set pieces, how they tell the story. And I don't want to reveal too much, but there's some dramatic reveals that you can maybe sense coming sometimes. I saw it coming. <laughs> yeah. I saw it coming, but that that was a good thing. And, I mean, I wasn't disappointed yeah. that I saw it surprises coming. like that. Who the king chooses to be, you know, the queen, because in this particular tribe that uh, they worship these twin gods mm-hmm. who share power, and it's you know a brother and sister kind of thing, and they do the same thing in ruling the people. That there's you know a male king, and then there's a woman king. <laughs> Yeah, but see, that's the thing. There hadn't been a woman king for a little bit. Yep, and one was going to be chosen, and so there's some intrigue and politics going on and some class issues. Well, not only that, but the whole selling of their own people as Mm -hmm. slaves. And, yeah, wondering whether to continue that or to discontinue that. Mm -hmm. 
you know, what yeah. what's it going to do to our revenue? And then is that going to make us a target? I mean, mm-hmm. there are all of these things that white people just never fucking think yeah. about. So, yeah, we see, you know, how they're dealing with the economics because they've also got palm oil that they can sell. And mm-hmm. do they can they produce enough to sustain themselves on that alone? And, of course, there's the military side of it with this elite female force and their training and how they live in a palace separated from the rest where no men are allowed and then the other tribe that are trying to take over the land and Mm -hmm. that have been selling their you know massacring and who they didn't massacre they sold the slaves Mm -hmm. to white people and yeah just um, yeah turbulent time very turbulent time it's it's well worth seeing. And for the performances alone, it's well yep. worth seeing. And, and it's a well-told story, too, just seeing this culture. Because you see a lot of these women warriors without any makeup on, really. Mm-hmm. You get to kind of learn a little bit about religion and how they worship those that died before or pay respects to those who died before and dream interpretation and mm-hmm. that sort of thing and just how they become sisters that it's a family i die for you you die for me yep the singing no the, the singing and the dancing my heart oh, my heart just it was remarkable it was so beautiful so so beautiful i'm so glad we saw it mm-hmm i it was it's impactful Mm-hmm. You know, I I was touched by it, and I'm not really a crier either. And it's like, holy shit! Yeah, this is really hitting. Yeah, well, I cry at everything, so yeah. You know. But what, what was surprising really was Chris and how she was just <laughs> yep. She was just waterworks mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, whole thing. yeah. It pulls out those heartstrings. Yep. But it's exciting too. I mean, the action sequences are something, and and they do most of their own stuff. And the comedy's really there too. It has everything. Yeah. This movie has everything. Everything. God, there's a lot of sirens outside. Yeah. Well, there's more shit going on out there. Yeah. Looks like the wind has calmed down, though. That, that's good. Yeah, it's supposed to calm down by about six. All right. So, after I have rambled on uh-huh. like someone who doesn't know how to shut up, <laughs> shall, shall we move on to the dark track of the Fortnite? Okay, the dark track. This one comes from a band called Dark Karma Soul. They're a UK metal band with a couple of little electronic, you know, industrial pieces, but pretty much straight up metal. And this is a song called I Am Judgment. So take it away, Dark Karma Soul.
Garland, you were surprised by this. <laughs> you didn't tell me it was a metal band beforehand, so yeah. when you started playing it and that metal kicked in, I'm like, what? Yeah, it starts with, you know, some little percolating synth kind of intro mm-hmm. thing, and you're thinking, oh, this is kind of, you know, industrial EVM stuff, and then chug chug. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, your eyes kind of let up, and you looked at me like, Ooh. and then your head kind of bobbed with the chugging because you're <laughs> a metal head, so. I'm a metal head. Yeah. yeah, you heard that chuggy guitar. I was like, oh. God, I love me some chuggy guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed this a lot. The, the vocals were a little bit buried for me, but you know yeah. how I am about that. Well, that's also how I played it, too. Just playing through the laptop is not always the best option. I know, but even so, that guitar was really front and center. Yep. Like, really front and center. So, I, I enjoyed it. Not sure what it was about. Well, it's uh, I am judgment, I am vengeance. It's basically like a might as well be a Batman song. You know? <laughs> I think there's one segment that he says he's digging a grave for you. Oh. So basically, that kind of thing oh, that man. the inevitability of justice and judgment. Wow, All right. kind of a vigilante type revenge type song. Mm-hmm. That's the impression I got from the lyrics that I could hear. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But yeah, I like that song. It's very cool. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Hey everybody, I'm Hallie Kiefer, and I love horror movies. From 80s classics to sexy murdered teens and everything in between. I'll watch it all. And I'm Alison Wybe. I hate scary movies, but always need to know the twist at the end. So if you're like me and you find yourself scouring Wikipedia to spoil the scary movies you're too afraid to see, we're here to help. Each episode, we tackle a different scary movie, so we're covering all the genres. I'm talking creepy dolls, mm. demon lovers, decapitations. No! Uh, these psychic monkeys you accidentally send to kill your enemies. You know, all of it. If it's terrifying, I want to see it, and I want to tell Allison about it. And then I ask a million questions and make a ton of wrong guesses about what will happen next. So listen to our brand new podcast, Ruin. Horror lovers and scaredy cats are all welcome. Well, not deranged murderers or bloody creatures. This is not for them. Okay, but they might like movies. Fine, they can listen, but I will be scared of that. So join us for Ruin and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Shall we get into our tarot discussion? Let's do it. Several episodes again, I said that we were going to talk about the world. I accidentally skipped this one, which is number 20, Judgment. Judgment, the 20th card in the tarot, in the Major Arcana. It's the penultimate mm-hmm. <laughs> card in the Major Arcana. People love saying that word. Penultimate, the next to last. Yeah, well, it's harder to say the next to last. That's yeah. if anything. It's more Pen- syllables. Penultimate, next Not to last. Not the ultimate, the penultimate. Yeah, but it's one extra mm-hmm. syllable to make you sound smarter. Penultimate. Yeah, funny thing, uh, this actually did come up as my tarot card of the day uh-huh. last week. I think it was like Sunday or Monday. I'm like, oh great, what am I, what am I doing with it? Oh, oh okay. No, this I, yeah, I get this, I get this. Yeah. <laughs> During my research, they even said this is a difficult card to interpret because it has so many meanings, mm-hmm. and I struggle with this card. I had to do several recaps and go back and read some more and read some more just to lock it down because it's similar to other cards and so yeah. it's like what sets this different you know apart from the others what makes judgment different than say death or justice or some of those other cards 
But uh, judgment, the readings are rebirth, inner calling, absolution, redemption, reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about the typical image. Was it the Rider weight tarot? The one that has the angel blowing the horn that looks like, I'm judging all of you. <laughs> yeah, the, the basic imagery and you'll get you know different artists different interpretations of this but and i found some pretty interesting ones you have it looks like nude people uh rising from their graves you buried them naked how uh, rude. often these look like stone vaults or boxes that appear to be floating in a sea yeah that's which is weird and far. usually water represents the unconscious mm. and these people rising from their graves their gray skin which is this in between between black and white because you know we're dealing with 20 and we can get into numerology later but it's one of the duality cards so these people are existing between that space of good and evil right and wrong they're in purgatory yep they're yeah they're in that neutral space i guess awaiting to be judged and determined to be one or the other so fucking are you acceptable or unacceptable and yeah the the image itself is very christian it looks like the final judgment you know it Mm. looks like revelations so this grayness of their bodies seems to imply some kind of neutrality Mm. That impartiality, you know, looking at things, reflecting on one's past deeds and in a, you know, in a neutral, objective way. There is an angel that is blowing a trumpet, calling all these corpses to rise. And there's some debate as to which angel this is. It could be Gabriel, which is the messenger of God, or it could be Michael, which is the one that, you know, calls the the souls and that sort of thing. So it's kind of could be one or the other, <laughs> if you care. Yeah, I don't care. If you're into, you know, the mythology of angels and what they represent, it could be one or the other, and either one works well. There's a flag, a white flag, uh, attached to this trumpet with a red cross. White is the symbol in purity, of purity, in the tarot. You get white for innocent, for pure, and then red is often passion and sometimes creativity, sometimes power. Life. So, yeah, life could be. Though life is often like green and verdant and yeah, but I that mean, sort of thing. Red is like blood. Like blood. Blood is life. Yep, blood is life. But yeah, passion, power, sometimes even violence, but creativity too because passion and creativity. It's like a fire color. And you get little... Hints of red in other parts of the image, like the angel's wings are red, and there's a little bit of red in this golden hair. But yeah, the red cross on this white flag. And I think that's also the St. George's cross, which is another kind of Catholic image. You know, somebody who died for their faith. And in the background, you see some mountains. They're rugged mountains that represent this obstacle that is difficult to surpass and implies that they can't escape judgment that where they are is inescapable in that moment (laughs) Mm. so you're not going to escape you know it's inevitable the the judgment that you're facing 
And that's essentially the image of the card. Though there's some clouds, I think, in the sky too that kind of play against the the ocean at the base of the card. Kind of showing where you could go, basically like a, a heaven kind of thing. Well, it, this is the Rider Waite version. I'm yeah. showing Dave. So there's no... The oh, there are kind of clouds that the angel's appearing in. So kind of yeah. representing heaven. But yeah, there's some jagged mountains surrounding that ocean area. And it was a man, a woman, and a child rising from their graves. Yeah. Like, awaiting dude. judgment. Showing that, you know, nobody escapes judgment despite your age. That's dark. So what does the card mean? What do these images imply? Well, we kind of touched upon it a little bit in just describing the imagery, but uh, judgment, it's like the moon, sometimes the tower. It's kind of a wake-up call that now is a time for absolution, for reflection on one's past experiences. You're possibly at a crossroads, and there's two directions you can go, and one is good, one is bad. <laughs> and As if the, everything were in yeah. such absolutes. Well, again, that's the numerology of this particular card, that you're dealing, dealing with duality. And so it's a very black and white, very plus and negative sort of situation. Uh, it's time to acknowledge one's highest nature. And, uh, and appeal to that, to answer the inner call, which could be represented by the, the blowing of the trumpet. And in this instance, you're not alone. It is a time to rely on the guidance of those you trust in order to make the right decision. It's not something that you're going to determine on your own. You can go to your support group for you know how to make the right decision. Because whatever decision is made, whatever choice you know you land on is going to lead to significant change and may issue some sort of rebirth. This is similar to a lot of cards we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. Will of Fortune being that kind of change. <laughs> Death, which is this transformation aspect of it, of ending one thing and beginning another. And there's, I believe, the star is about right after the tower is the rebirth that comes after a catastrophe of rebuilding your life and choosing a more positive path. Astrologically, judgment connects to the planet Pluto, which is a planet of transformation. So you get that aspect as well. And it's also, think of Pluto being, you know, Hades, the god of the underworld. And so you're dealing kind of with death and the afterlife and where you belong in the afterlife. So it kind of ties into that whole judgment, you know, at the end of, you know, Christian existence. This cat is storing and dreaming. Oh my goodness. What is going on with you, bud? Do I need to wake you up and let you know you're okay? There you, you are. Right? He's, he's purring now. Oh, good. He was having some stress dreams or something. Yeah, he was making some funny noises. Yeah, poor he's got guy. somewhere to go. So let's talk about that numerology. Oh, wait, we were talking about fire and red, too. But yeah, red is also color of creativity. And so uh, this card has a lot of fire energy. Mm -hmm. Some cards in the Major Arcana kind of tie in with some of the suits. So that would go with the wands about, you know, your creative existence. Yes. And some cards like the Magician 
or I think even the sun has that kind of all suits are included. And mm-hmm. Wheel of Fortune, I think, is that way too, that it encompasses all the suits. But numerology, it's connected to the number two, because 20 is two plus zero is two. So it ties in with the high priestess, which is all about the known and the unknown. And then you have justice, which you know is all about balancing truth and like falsehood and you know determining what is true and what is not and here you get that too but kind of more in what's good and what's bad mm-hmm. so they're all kind of you know the known and the unknown you know the fact and the the fiction so yeah they're all connected to one another the high priestess justice judgment indeed in the suits Two, of course, connects to duality again. So two of swords is decisions, choices, uh, the avoidance of those choices, (laughs) and options. So, you know, the image is often of somebody holding two swords. Uh, Two of cups, partnership, mutuality, union. So kind of funny how it's like instead of making... You know, choosing one thing or other is like combining forces mm-hmm. <laughs> with two of cups. Two of wands, planning, progress, discovery. And two of coins, priorities, management, adaptability. Uh, did you want to talk about images or do you want to just discuss the card in general? Well, let's discuss the card in general and then I will show you some interesting interpretations okay. of the card. All right. Uh, what are your thoughts on the judgment card? The Judgment card is one of those that I like to avoid, kind of like the Tower card, because it's just like, but... I don't want to be judged. <laughs> I already have had a life full of judgment. Mm. Can we please not do this? But I I kind of take it into a more personal meaning of how do I judge myself? Oh, okay. Am I living up to my own expectations? So it's like a vibe check. Yeah. I... I when when I pulled it as my card of the day, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> but then I'm like, no, there's a different way to look at this. How am I with me right now? Yeah, kind of thing. That's that's pretty much it. Like and a that's check-in. Actually, really, what the cards have been doing for me a lot lately is how am I doing? Yep. Because the last few months have been extremely stressful for me and draining. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. It will get better. Right. It will get better. Just not quite yet. Wow. Okay, my watch did think I just stood up just from moving around <laughs> in my on the sofa. But anyway, it, I just decided, you know, I don't have to take the textbook meaning of everything. What does this card mean to me in right. this moment in my in my own context? And so that's what I I chose. It's like this is a moment for me to decide: Do I live up to what I think I should be doing? Mm-hmm. And am I, do I think I should be doing something different or am I not doing something that I want to be doing? You know, all of these things is just kind of taking stock of where am I right. in this thing we called life? Yeah, that's an interesting thing about what sets judgment apart from death is death has no moral Mm-mm. attachment to it. It's just... A factual thing is this thing ends, this thing's beginning. Mm-hmm. That there's a change here. That you've lost your job, so you got to start a new one kind of thing. 
and with judgment there is definitely some kind of moral clause attached to it that there's a reason why you're quitting your job yeah that there's you find out that the boss is embezzling or you know you're being harassed or something there's a reason why you're leaving and Mm -hmm. you're choosing a better path when it comes to um being a woman in the workplace 99% of the time that I leave a job, it's not because, you know, I'm not getting paid enough or this or that. It's because I'm not being treated well. Right. And it's true what they say, that people work for managers, not companies. Mm -hmm. And you see that a lot with the so-called quiet quitting, Mm -hmm. when people are putting in minimum effort. Mm -hmm. And so they're not full-on quitting. They're just not putting, you know, everything forward. And really... That's just doing your job. Is there, There's this expectation that you have to go above and beyond at all times. Oh, well, if you're a woman, you absolutely are expected to go yeah. above and beyond. That you, because yeah. you can't rely on the old boys club to <laughs> mm-hmm. elevate you. You have to be better than they are. And even then, they will resent you for it. Yeah, there's this expectation you have to take your home or your work home with you. And yeah, no. Stay extra hours nope. and... One thing I've been told is be at your desk working at the start of your shift. And it's like, no, because I'm, I'm not getting paid at that instance for setting up my workstation. No. That's, or, that's something that be. I shouldn't be doing on my time. No. And, you know, you just kind of look at people like that's capitalism speaking. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not about my value as an employee. That's how much you want to get out of me without actually paying me to do it. I'm smiling because I'm again thinking of Eli in Saints Row mm. and his "Be Your Own Boss" Be your motivational own boss. tapes. You're not selling out. You're <laughs> you you're not working a job. Oh, you are job. selling yep. your life one hour at a time for fifteen dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like enough? <laughs> no. Be your, your own, own boss. boss. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I I can kind of see then that, you know, that's what sets it apart from some of these other cards is, is there is this moral value judgment placed on whatever scenario is going on. And that's why maybe it is good to talk to friends and family members about what the best course of action is, because mm-hmm. maybe you're not the best judge <laughs> alone. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need a different perspective, you know, just... To see which way is up. That is true. That uh, having other people that you trust is a good way to take a metric of what's really going on. Yeah. Because none of us are unbiased when looking at ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, should I stay at this job? You know, it's good money, but it's making me feel this way. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is the longest I've ever been in a job. Yes. Been ten years, and yeah, there's there's March. times that is like I kind of at your boss, but for the most part, he seems to be treating you pretty well and respects what you do for yeah, and appreciates what you do for the office. That is true, but he is a Republican Mormon, mm-hmm. so there is that. Oh, <laughs> anymore, it's like how can you legitimately look at yourself and continue being that? Yep. In this day and age. Because he's a white man. A straight, oh, cis, white man. Because it doesn't hurt him to yeah. Yeah, to follow that. Mm-hmm. It's like when you look around and see how many people you hurt by voting in a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would I want to vote that way? Yep. Speaking of, we got our 
uh, ballots in the mail because Utah is a mail-in ballot state. So we're going to have yep. to vote. Yeah, I'm going to vote for all Democrats. I do find it funny how um, he and um, our other tech who's been there forever, so like since before I worked mm-hmm. there, were one day, the, like right after Roe v. Wade was repealed and I overheard them talking in the other office. Now, they shouldn't have been talking about this on company property. Right. And, you know, making men's judgments of, well, if you didn't want to have a baby, I guess you should have been on birth control and blah, blah, blah. And I just, there, it took everything within me not to march in there and say, and how many of you men are providing that birth control? Yep. How many of you men are wearing condoms? Oh, none of you, <laughs> aren't you? Because it doesn't feel quite as good. Well, also, that's what's going to stop them from going after birth control, too. Mm-hmm. They're going to. Because it's all about increasing birth rates Mm -hmm. and controlling women. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing about withholding medications from women just in case they're pregnant or get pregnant. They're not even pregnant. And these are like life-saving medications that they're being denied because that might affect a fetus possibly. They want us to die that's what, the thing. What's going on with men with like sperm count and viability and that sort of thing? Are they having any of their medications controlled Mm-mm. because of how it might affect the sperm? Mm-mm. No, it's all sexist. Mm-hmm. Ugh, angers me. It angers me too. But anyway, judgment. <laughs> yep, judgment. That's us making a judgment. Well, it's a it's an apt judgment because mm-hmm. you know there is no reason to do any of this except for men who want to control everything. Yep. And that's that's the funniest thing. It's like, no, we want smaller government. No, you don't. (laughs) You absolutely don't. You want to make it impossible for anyone to get into your boys club. Yep. You want everything for yourselves and for nobody else. Well, they want fewer restrictions for companies to abuse. Yeah. They, they basically want to be able to do whatever they want and yet make laws to keep the peons from being able to do whatever they right. want. Laws to free us, laws to bind you mm-hmm. or to protect us and to bind you. Yep. But yeah, because uh, deregulation hurts employees because of working conditions and working hours and all that sort of thing. Amazon. Uh, hurts the environment. Mm-hmm. Hurts the customer because other safety concerns like how much can be of whatever can be allowed in food products or anything like that. Or I mean, it was not that long ago that they had lead in fuel mm-hmm. and it was a concern and even with plastics and, you know, the use of them and how manufacturers are creating these plastics that you can't recycle. But then it's on us, the consumer, to determine how to recycle it. And it's like, that's, that should be on them. They should be using only recyclable materials and make it easy on us. But no. Yeah, no, no. It's too hard. It's too hard for them. It's too... It's going to cut into our profit Prohibitive. Margin. And yeah, that's another thing is record profits and layoffs because it's all about how much money they can make. So, yeah, deregulation, bad. Very, very bad. There's a reason the regulations are there. That's There's a reason why there are rules to the game you play. Because mm-hmm. without them, 
I mean, what's what's the game really? Yeah. It's whoever's the banker in mm-hmm. Monopoly, you know. It is true. It yep. is true. So, uh, what in pop culture kind of is a judgment sort of thing. Uh, you see in a lot of, like, school place, like either university or high school, there's like a final exam kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. there's the final showdown if it's a competition kind of thing. There's a little bit of that of who's, who's the winner, who's the loser situation. It's, yeah. it's a way to validate Everything you put into whatever you're doing, you get that with, like, the Pitch Perfect movies yeah. <laughs> when they have their, like, finals at the end. is you know, everything they went through to get to that point is, like, do they prove themselves worthy at the end? Yeah. Well, well and it's also the, the flip side of that is all these people who have attained these things without putting the work in. Yes. And how unfair that is. Yep. And how judgment, hopefully, will not look kindly upon them. Yeah. Do you reveal them for being the frauds they are mm-hmm. at that final judgment? Yeah. That there's a certain television series we need to catch up on a little bit that is, has some cheating involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, paying off referees to determine... A you know the winners, outcome. yeah, mm-hmm. specific outcome, and will that get revealed? Yeah, is that the heater? Yes. Oh, good. I'm freezing. <laughs> You're freezing over there? over there. Okay, I'm not freezing. I'm not freezing. And uh, tying it into Star Wars, you helped me with this. Usually, I tried to do the original trilogy, but I was really struggling. Other than specific moments, like the you know, Vader's turn to goodness at the end of Return of the Jedi, that seems to be a, like a judgment thing. You know, when faced with this inner calling to do the right thing, you do it. And, you know, you, your whole past actions kind of get weighed against that moment of turning against the Emperor and tossing him down that well or whatever you want to call it. Uh, tossing them down the chasm of the, 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 the Death Star. Star throne room. Why is there a chasm in there? Yeah, why is there a chasm? Why is there this weird blue beam thing there? Why is this open? Yes. Put a floor in, for God's sake. Probably some plexiglass windows. But yeah, that kind of moment is a judgment moment. But as for characters, you had to point this out to me because you're looking at other variations of the card and there was a star wars one with kylo ren aka ben solo as the judgment card very cool image kind of comic book style a little art nouveau in its own way but Mm -hmm. it has like these ghostly hands reaching up to grab him and he has him with his back turned to you kind of looking almost over his shoulder like in profile and then there's these Four daggers at his back. But yeah, uh, Ben Solo is on that kind of fulcrum, like Uh towards the dark side, but he's got good in him. And so there's always that weighing. And that's really, I think, the disappointment with me with The Rise of Skywalker is there was this movement towards moving past the... Sith Jedi dichotomy, you know, mm-hmm. the light side, dark side of the force and finding that that Buddhist middle path, mm-hmm. <laughs> which 
would have been a really incredible way to end the Star Wars saga is like, hey, you won't have to be at these extreme ends. You can find this place in the middle that's livable and you won't be fighting each other all the time. That this is a space you can exist in, but no, they can't have that. Chickened out. Yep, definitely chickened out. Because that would have been an amazing movie, I think. That would have been a a transformation, and it would have pissed a lot of people Mm -hmm. off. It would have pissed the right people off. Yep. Um, What, no more Jedi, no more Sith, no more battle between good and evil? It's like, no, because the world isn't like that. Yeah, but see, that's that's the thing, though, is that that's what they've made Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Star Wars, the entirety of it is the little people fighting against fascism. That's what it is. Over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over and over and over and over. And they don't tell any stories. It's (laughs) the same thing over and over and over and over. Right. And that's why this universe feels so small to me now. Uh Uh-huh. Because no matter what you do in that universe, what's part of it? The Jedi and the Sith. Mm Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, <laughs> it is in everything in Star Wars. Yep. That is all they do. Yep. And I'm if you love Star Wars, great. I love parts of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I don't love all of Star Wars. But I love parts of Star Wars. But it does feel really small. There are other stories that could be told here, and they're finally starting to do that with things like Andor. Yeah. It's a very different storytelling style. It's a great. It's that space between. And I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. But, and like, Obi-Wan did not. Did not. But, uh, and that's okay. Because I, this is my opinion. Things are so much more interesting when you do them more realistically. When you step into that morally gray area. Because that's where most of us live. Yeah. It would be just an interesting way to... To end that yeah. that dichotomy by marrying the two sides into something new. If if this guy ever does a full tarot deck, I'm totally getting it. Yeah. No, he's got other cards. Yeah. Or or she, I don't even know. Elithian. Elithian. E l i t h i e n. They have a tumbler. Interesting. Hmm. Digital artist. They them. So, so. I'm looking at their tumbler. Nice. Apparently they're making the whole thing because they put in uh, 18 of 70, 78 complete. So they've done uh, Temperance, The Lovers, Death, The Sun, The Moon, The Star, The Chariot, Strength, uh, The Empress, Emperor, High Priestess, Magician, Hermit, Hanged Man, Wheel of Fortune, Justice. Interesting. Apparently they really have a thing for Kylo Ren. I've noticed that with non-binary and trans people. Is they tend to have a thing for for Kylo Ren, I think, because it's a character that exists in between. Mm, that's fair. So yeah, very very interesting. I um, I like their style. That's a fun interpretation. Here's a little more. I mean, this is still kind of like old school interpretation, but it's much more appealing than the writer way. It's more colorful. Yeah. Uh, it has all the same elements. Yeah, you don't have... There's a little touch of the grave thing, but the car- the bodies aren't gray. They're actually flesh-toned. Mm. Flesh-toned they, meaning white. <laughs> well, yeah. But they're reaching up towards the heavens as the trumpet's being, being blown down. And then but, there's yeah, things uh, that... Oh, I like this one a lot. Um, <laughs> heavy Christian uh, motif. Oh, yeah. Here's another heavy Christian motif. 
Yep, another angel blowing. This time we don't have the child. We just have a nude male, nude female, of course, white. Celtic rising crosses. from their graves. Yeah, Celtic cross. We have the clouds. We have the mountains. But we don't have the sea. We have just dirt in a graveyard. That That's more realistic. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is more realistic, though. Uh, it's like uh, the sea being the unconscious. is Rising above it is like something that you didn't you weren't aware of now that you are aware of this is the biddy tarot one biddy tarot one a single person rising from a grave answering the trumpet's call very feminine energy on this one and again very simple kind of logo design and just the shapes and simplicity of it this one has no people rising from the dead no it's just a single Angel blowing out a trumpet, a gold print on a black card. Yeah, that one's... Kind of in space, blowing on a trumpet. This one is just macabre. Oh, a stack of skulls. (laughs) With brambles all around, like thorns. Interesting, with the moon in the back. Creepy. Very creepy. With, like, gothic script as its (laughs) judgment. Yep. Here's another creepy one. One skull blowing a trumpet down at two skulls at the bottom. Yeah. When I say winged skulls, I just think of doom. Mm. Here's an interesting one. Okay. Uh, an eye it's very at odd. the center of some kind of circle. It looks like an Ouroboros because, yeah, it is a snake about to eat its own tail. Then there's an angel above holding two trumpets. Oh, two. Yeah. So there's duality again, I guess. Yeah, this one I really like because it's different than everything else. Oh, very colorful card of a phoenix rising from the ashes. There's a bunch of burned skulls at the base of it as it's lifting itself up to this galactic heavens with a lot of like nebulae and and galaxies in the background. Yeah, it's like, see a bitch, I did good. Yep, you're all dead, I'm reborn. Oh, very simple one, speaking of simple design. Three clouds, blue, kind of neon colored, a gold hand pointing down at a bunch of stars. So bizarre. In a weird kind of accusation kind of way, maybe? A little bit accusatory. Yeah. J'accuse, says this hand from coming from out of the clouds. Okay, this is interesting. This looks like maybe a Buffy tarot or something like that, but uh, it's a woman. She looks like she's kind of in prayer or worship and there's her spirit rising out from her in kind of a dancing form yeah yeah so wild interpretation very kind of, it's called the light seer's tarot uh, implies a uh, rebirth of sorts very feminine tarot yeah it's it's liberating i get the impression of you know allowing this dancing spirit to free itself well after seeing more of these cards uh, the the deck is called the Light Seer's Tarot, and it looks like it is all female. Yep, very cool. Everything is female up in there. So yeah, I get rebirth images a lot in these interpretations. Ooh, this one's kind of incarnation. Kind of interestingly creepy. Kind of second chances. Okay, we have a weird warlock, witchy-looking character with a golden horn, and there's some spirits reaching up from the bottom and there's like weird gold wings behind this figure 
it's weird. It's kind of lapis lazuli, lazuli, however you say lazuli. that. Lazuli. Lazuli kind of colors to it. Golden yeah. lapis. Very strange. Here's an interesting one. This this one is very manga. Two angels of winged heart at the center and a child and a male and female climbing out of their graves to answer the call. Yeah, I didn't expect the two angels. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I think that's the sacred heart in the center. Mm. Very Christian motif. I love the manga style. Um, and so I find that one very pretty. Mm-hmm. Already seen that one. This one's fucked up. Tell me what's going on in there. Okay, we have a <laughs> raven. We have... Okay, there's a lot going on. We have a book that looks like it has mystical symbols on it. We have a graveyard gravestone that says r.i.p there's a lot of weirdness there's a skull at the very top of this star chart and then it, on a banner at the base it says corpe diem so seize the day Ooh, there's a staircase there too that i guess is going to heaven there's a lot going on that's a busy image it is really busy really busy here's another weird one with skulls and eyes yeah, eyes looking up. There's butterflies representing that transformation aspect of it. There's the clouds, a winged skull blowing a trumpet, and the eyes looking up at it. And it's kind of a weird torn paper kind of border to yeah. it. Very strange. Black and white image, very pen and ink style. This is also very pen and ink and very different. Uh, yeah, uh, angel, and there's these two skeletons in prayer kneeling before this angel as these rays radiant radiate from these heavenly clouds so yeah there's this aspect of you know possibly being reborn this one's really pretty Ooh, uh very painterly there's this cross drawn over an image of an angel and there appear to be two cherubs at the bottom corners also blowing a trumpet and there's two up top, too, in the clouds blowing trumpets. Yes. So it's like trumpets everywhere. Yeah. That's, uh, that one's really pretty. <laughs> and more creepy ones. Another skull, winged skull with the St. George's cross blowing on a trumpet. And there's two skulls at the bottom doing a blessing kind of gesture with their hands. Yeah. Or or they were trying to do the Vulcan salute. Yep. Hadn't figured out. Nope figured that out yet um let's see if i have anything else that's interesting yeah i didn't expect to see so many skull i know right it's just seems imagery odd which just kind of confuses it more with death slightly creepy okay there's an angel with a mask a red mask halfway covering the face holding a trumpet the image seems like half done sometimes like you get with watercolors where they just kind of all do bits of it and leave the rest to the imagination, I guess. Mm. So it just seems like it's manifesting out of nowhere. Yeah, that's weird. Then there's... This is interesting. Very earthy tones. Oh, yeah. Simple style. Have the angel in profile blowing a trumpet that's more colorful than just the red on white cross. It's got those earth tones like she is saying. Gray, brown, and red. And yeah, these figures... Climbing out of their graves to answer the call. 
Yeah, the climbing out of the graves part. There's more skulls. I'm not doing any more skulls, y'all. There, there we go. A cat. A cat. A cat. There's a cat on top of some kind of pedestal made out of stone with the sun behind as a kind of halo or aura. We do get the ocean. We do get the mountains in the background. We do get the clouds. But no trumpet and no one climbing out of their graves. Yep. Let's see if there's anything else that floats my boat. Well, now that's weird. More cat. Oh, this is like a witch's type tarot. We mm. have a traditional looking witch with the stripy socks playing a trumpet. There's notes going around and the cat seems to be chasing a butterfly. The butterfly being a symbol of transformation and rebirth. Yeah, It's kind of reminiscent of the fool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, the way that this young witch is just kind of striding along with this cat following her. Yeah, and it looks less like a horn and more like a flute. Yeah, it does look like a flute, like a pen's flute kind of thing. But yeah, don't get an impression of it, any judgment being made in that image. It's a weird choice. Here you go. Here's the bad witch version. Okay, there's a wicked witch with like red hair in all places. It looks like she has a ball of twine and then she's raising the dead through some kind of spell used from the looks of it there's zombies climbing out of their graves stop making redheads the bad guy yeah but i like that one it's fun and cartoonish it is oh that's a it's like a halloween tarot this one's a very art deco another very simple style design it looks like something like one of those posters they make for like holidays or for travel bureaus or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like your tourism board. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, yeah, the angel blowing the horn, a relief like negative space images of people climbing out of their graves. This is basically identical to the Rider Waite, but more interesting because it's just done in a different yeah, way. Yeah, done in a very flat, like four color style. Well, here we go. <laughs> this is a fantasy deck. I wonder why. Oh, we have a three-headed... A Cerberus. That is Cerberus. It, the red threw me off. I thought maybe it was a dragon. It looks like something a kid who was really into metal might draw on their notebook. Yeah. It's kind of that style. It's kind of rough. Here's another really pretty one. Uh, another painterly kind of one. Angel with the trumpet. There's butterflies. There's flowers. Very positive image. Nobody climbing out of their graves. Yeah. The climbing out of the graves thing is just weird to me. Yeah, it's weird. All right, I think that's all I've got. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but that was a lot. Because with the cards, sometimes they have a lot of different interpretations visually, and then sometimes they don't. But this one has a lot of different ones. And a lot of them involve skulls and skeletons. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's weird. It's close similarities to the Death Guard. I mean, this this just keeps going. There's so many. Mm-hmm. There's so many. We could be here another hour just looking at these. Yeah, because sometimes when you've seen one, you've seen them all because like the image yeah. is just it's so rooted that you're like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. This one, they seem to be really toying around with different interpretations of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Shoutouts? Shoutouts. Hey! hey! My shout-out is to the band Ignore That Door. They're a Canadian ambient industrial group. And they disappeared from Twitter for a little while, probably for something political they were saying. 
because they're very kind of leftist. So uh, they probably were dunking on somebody and you know gotten hot water. But they're back. Yeah. And they've been sharing spooky images for spooky time, though they spooky. share spooky images all the time. But they've also gotten into the artificially intelligent created artwork and they've been doing images of supposedly their band which are a bunch of rabbit people mm. scary looking rabbit people nice like right out of donnie darko kind of thing oh boy no no <laughs> no thank you that's uh, no and then sharing images from old halloween like the really creepy costumes kids would wear and oh yeah way back in the day in halloween yeah so it's fun times. I've been doing Halloween movies with my oh, they're so good. Generator. They're so good. Some Thanks. of them are like, "Oh my god, that's perfect!" Like your Hellraiser one with the pinhead. That was first try. Yeah, that was crazy. And all I did was type in Hellraiser. That's all. That is all yeah. I did. I've been doing band names. Yeah. So I was. I'm doing. I'm doing horror movies for all of October. Mm-hmm. And when I'm doing five a day, that's a lot of movies. But yeah. I'm not out of movies yet. Yeah, I've been doing listening to some compilations, and so doing bands that are on that compilation, and mm-hmm. yeah, some interesting things popping up. My shout out is to Chris Hill at the Chris Hill K R I S Hill, like the hill. We met a while back when we were trying to find a new home for podcasting, etc. And uh, I'm not going to go into the details there, but he's a good dude, former military. He was a Marine and about as far left as you can swing. And uh-huh. he is... They exist. He's standing up for little people mm-hmm. and and for the people who get shut down when they stand up for themselves. Yeah. And he's just just really good dude. And he's funny. He's He's fun and he's funny. A while back, we were... I got to guest on a couple of episodes of his enterprise podcast and we did some writer's room stuff that's fun. which is just we had so much fucking fun <laughs> so uh we still you know he still follows me on twitter i still follow him and he's constantly liking and retweeting my stuff and i appreciate him that's for that. very kind but he's a good he's a good egg yep good man thank you chris mm-hmm. all right i guess that takes care of this the penultimate card of the major arcana she just rolled her eyes and stuck out her tongue. And I'll return with the final episode of October, which will be the playlist for this uh, episode. And it will be the bonus podcast. I might have to retool this. Now that we discussed the card, I might decide on other interpretations to add to uh, keywords for finding songs for the playlist. But well, You can certainly do that. Yeah, I shall release that in about a week's time. Spiffing. Spiffing. So, take care out there. How about yourself? Last words? Live long and prosper. How fitting. All right, bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Dark Corner Podcast with David and Brandy Jacola. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Also, recommend us to your weird friends. You know the ones. Follow us on Twitter at DarkCornerCast and at Brandy112. 12 is a number. Brandy also hosts several Star Trek podcasts such as Boldly Go, What the Future Holds, and The Vedic Assembly. Watch her discuss Star Trek Live with Dan Gunther on the Unready Room at 7 p.m. Mountain Time most Saturday evenings on the Kurt Rats YouTube channel. Kurt Rats is Star Trek spelled backwards. The opening track to 
to The Dark Corner is Start the Ride by Diversant13. The closing track is Goodbye by Violet Tears. The dark track was offered for free or has been submitted by the artist or artist's representative. All other music is used for demonstrative purposes and no infringement of copyright is intended. For more music, please visit DJ Evil Day's SoundCloud page. Thank you again for visiting our tiny dark corner of the internet.